0: Welcome to this week's energy show. This week, we're talking about vampires, energy vampires. I guarantee that there are dozens of little electric devices plugged into your house all over the place. Every one of these little devices use a tiny bit of power. Some of them, actually, a little bit more. That's right. These devices draw power even when they're off. Some things are like one watt or half a watt. Some of these devices drawing five or ten watts, all the time they're like vampires sucking power out of your electrical system at night when you're sleeping. They cause nightmares for power geeks like me. When I looked around my house, I counted 39 of these little vampire devices. They were plugged into power strips and outlets all over the house. And when I did the math on how much power each one of these draws and how much energy they suck out throughout the year, it added up to $280 for the year in my house. That's actually quite a bit. It's a big part of your electric bill. And these are things that are kind of crept into your house as we became more connected, as we had more electronic devices and appliances that provided some really cool services and improved lifestyle for us. But the penalty of that is they suck power. They're there when you need them. But in order to be there when you need them, they always have to be on and using power. So here's what I did. I walked around my house and walked into each room with a watt meter. I've got this little thing called a kilowatt meter. and We'll talk about that later. And I plugged the kilowatt meter into the wall socket. And then I plugged each one of these gadgets into the kilowatt meter. And that way, I was able to measure the power consumption of the device. So... The devices typically will have two levels of power consumption. Let's just say I've got a flat-screen TV. That flat-screen TV, when it's on, may draw 100 watts. A plasma might draw 200 watts or 300 watts. When it's off, those things still draw maybe 5 or 10 or 20 watts. And that standby power is what we're talking about. The flat screen TVs are some of the bigger ones, but even your little cell phone chargers or computer charges or cordless vacuum cleaner charges, those things that plug in and there's a little wire that goes into the battery socket, those things are all drawing power. So what I did is I measured the power consumption of every one of these devices, and I figured it out as far as what it was in in my house. Now, some of these devices I actually couldn't unplug, and I found a really good study that was done by Lawrence Berkeley Laboratories, which shows the average standby power use of pretty much everything in your house so when I couldn't figure out how much power they were using because I couldn't disconnect it like the dishwasher I used their number and I got a pretty good correlation with what I found on the devices that I was able to measure with my kilowatt meter so here's what I found in my house and it kind of really surprised me and and I'm sure that if you've got some electronics you're going to have a very similar situation you know maybe worse So among the computer things that I had, and these are laptops, desktops, printers, sound cards, things like that, I counted four Airport Express wireless gateways. So four of these things. Each one uses four watts when it's off, and I have one connected to a printer. That way I don't have any wires going to the printer. It's on the other side of the room. I have two old tube amplifiers, and I'm using the Airport Expresses essentially as a wireless preamp. That way I don't have to run... Any audio wires to these tube amps, and I just turn the tube amps on or off when I need them. And then I have one more Airport Express at the far side of my house because the main Airport Extreme that's providing the internet, wireless internet service for the rest of the house, can't get all the way to the other side of the house. It's an old ranch house, there's some things in the wall, whatever, it just blocks it. So for those Airport Expresses, I've, I counted four laptop computer charges that are plugged into different rooms around the house because people are always sitting down using them and these things are like behind a couch so there's a wire sticking out but you don't have to crawl behind the couch to plug in your laptop each one of these things uses six watts even when it's off the airport extreme which is Basically, the wireless internet service for the house uses 8 watts. Uh, The laser printer that that I've got is 3 watts when it's off. The multifunction printer, which is one of these gadgets, a scanner and a color printer, is pretty cool. But that thing uses 6 watts when it's off. There's a micro inverter gateway. So we have a gateway for our, actually collects the data from the solar panels on our roof. That gateway uses two watts, even when it's, when it well, it's just always using two watts. It's not our on or off. It's just monitoring the, the solar on the roof. And it's using two watts. And then we have a cable modem, which is also a wireless gateway, but I'm not using the wireless part of it. But that cable modem, which used to also power our phones, also uses six watts. So seven, 66 watts altogether for computer stuff in the house. I looked at what we have for communications. That's for the phones and the chargers and the cordless phone. I've got three USB chargers. Each of these is four watts when the phones are charging up. I have a bunch of these little USB cell phone chargers that are just kind of plugged into the wall. The consumption of them when the phone wasn't being charged, I couldn't measure but LBL found that each of them is using 0.25 watts, a quarter of watt. Not a lot, but a quarter of watt, just it's not operating. And then the cordless phone, that's four watts. So that cordless phone is sitting there, and you have the little LED lights flashing in the ring, and that thing's using four watts even when it, the phone's not being used. The entertainment system actually uses this a lot. So I have a mini sound system that's using three watts that's in one of the room on the side of the house. The cable TV box which you kind of always need. That's always sucking out 18 watts of power. And the next one, which was a surprise, they have two stereos. Both of them have subwoofers. The subwoofers each use 12 watts when they're off. Now, when they detect an audio signal, they use more power. But while they're listening for that subwoofing audio low-frequency signal, they're using 12 watts. Flat screen TV is 12 watts. And this is when it's off. When it's on, you know, more like a few hundred, but it's off. DVD player, 2 watts a CD player, 5 watts, and there's a receiver that's using 3 watts. I didn't count the two old tube amplifiers that I have because I only turn those things on when I need them. So there's zero standby usage for those, but when they are on, they're using about two or 300 watts each. So a total of 57 watts for the entertainment system in the house. In the kitchen, there's a lot of appliances there, and it's kind of hard to find how much you're using. But these appliances all have a little light, and they have a little clock, and basically there's some electronics that are always running. The microwave oven is using 3 watts, you know, when it's off. It's not microwaving anything. It's just got the clock that, that is just flashing at you. Coffee maker has one watt now we're not using the clock and the coffee maker but it's there and as long as the coffee maker is plugged in it's kind of ready to go and that's using one watt the electric range also has a little display on it and the clock that's using one watt the dishwasher is using one watt i didn't count the refrigerator or the rice cooker because the fridge is always on and, and that, you know, that's using power, but I'm just kind of lumping that in with what the refrigeration usage is. The rice cooker, we just plug that in or plug, don't plug it in. There's also a couple of fridges in the garage, a freezer in the fridge, but I'm not counting that. That's just, you know, I'm actually stupid keeping those old things, but my wife wants to store things there. And so we've got those running. So kitchen six watts, not so bad on standby use. So that means like at night when nobody's in the kitchen, The kitchen's still using six watts of power. Some other things, just kind of walking around the house, and some of these were a big surprise. I have a battery charger for my cordless drill. And that battery charger is always plugged in. And that battery charger, when it's not charging the battery, is using 5 watts. That was kind of a surprise. We have irrigation control system. And those of you who are in California, I'm sure you've got those and elsewhere also. They're very helpful for the drought because you can basically set when and how much you're watering. And, and as you may know, we're on a schedule where we're only, able to, only allowed to water twice a week at night. But doesn't matter. That's when then the watering is happening. But as far as these energy vampires go... Each of these irrigation controls is using three watts of power. So I've got nine watts just going into the irrigation system. And that's when the irrigation system's not on. When the irrigation system kicks in, it sends a low voltage signal to a valve. There's a little, little bit more power being used by the valve, but that's only when it's running. Cordless vacuum cleaners just kind of sitting there in the laundry room. That thing's using one watt when it's just in standby mode. There's a clock radio. We're kind of old-fashioned. We're not using our phones as our alarm clocks or anything. But the clock radio is using one watt. Yeah, it's kind of an old-fashioned clock radio. It's electronic. The older ones probably use more. But one watt for that. And a couple of other surprising things. There's a garage door opener that uses 4 watts and the reason why it's using 4 watts is that a lot of these things are always listening for a wireless signal. So while the garage door is listening for the wireless signal, it's using 4 watts. Now, When when the motor starts going, it's probably more like using one or two hundred watts, but while it's just waiting 24-7, 4 watts. And the furnace, the heating furnace, all the thermostats in your house have a little transformer. That transformer is kind of buried somewhere inside the wall or in your garage somewhere or in your basement. Those, those heating transformers and air conditioning transformers each use four watts. What you're also going to have in any house that was, you know, built five years or more, 10 years or more ago, you're also going to have a doorbell transformer. We have a doorbell transformer somewhere. I have no clue where it is. It's now a wireless doorbell, but that transformer is going to use three watts. So when I added things up, these other little weird things, 18 watts of other power. Now, there's some things that we no longer have in our house. We don't have a digital video recorder, but people have a digital video recorder. Those things actually use a, a pretty good amount of power because they've got a hard drive that's usually spinning. So those things are about 45 watts, and that's in addition to your cable boxes. As I said the cable box is used a bunch. Desktop computers. When the desktop computer is in sleep mode at night, the thing kind of spins down, but typically those things are still using... 21 watts so that these other devices kind of add up. So when I added everything up in my house, there was a total of 162 watts of electronics and devices and gadgets that are plugged into the wall that are drawing power on a 24-7 basis, even when everything's off. And I did some quick math on that. And that works out to be about 116 kilowatt hours a month, And here in California, if you're in kind of the lower rate tiers, and we try and stay there with solar, at about $0.20 a kilowatt hour, that works out to be $23 a month or $280 a year just to power all of these little vampire devices. And that kind of adds up a lot. So we can kind of start figuring out how to reduce those expenses. Now, I mentioned a $0.20 a kilowatt hour electric rate Those of you who are in other states, maybe, you know, New York, New Jersey, you're close to 20 cents a kilowatt hour. Here in California, if you're in a higher rate tier... So, if I was in the top right tier of 34 cents a kilowatt hour, that would be $475, almost $500 for all these electronic gadget standby devices that are sucking power. That's a lot of money. Hawaii would be even worse, of course. So, this is kind of an average size house. We're talking about a three bedroom house. Yes, we got a lot of electronics and gadgets, but we also have a lot of kids and they kind of accumulate those things. What's interesting to me, everybody's kind of surprised you run into someone who's got huge electric bills. I've had lots of customers over the year who have these electric bills that are like $500, $800 a month. It's staggering. And you know, they tell me that they're trying to be conscientious about their energy use. And then you kind of dig into what's going on in those big houses or those newer deluxe houses with every convenience known to man. So here's some of the things that are sucking power in a very, very big way. New lighting controls. Now, the newer ones might be better, but the standard lighting controls that people have had in their houses for 10 or 20 years, and these are by companies like Lutron, et cetera, they're always drawing a lot of power. Each, each light switch draws a little bit of power. and Then there's a control system that's drawing power. So 50 to 200 watts, and I'm just going to estimate about 150 watts 24-7 for the lighting controls. And, you know, these are in a big house, but you've got this really cool automated system. Well, it's automated. It's sucking a lot of power. The next one that was a big surprise, and this is fairly new, you can now buy, heck, for like $500 or $1,000, a very cool home security system. And these home security systems have a box with a hard drive and a little computer inside, and they connect to 4 or 8 or 16, a lot of cameras. And these cameras all have all-draw power. And the recorder is always drawing power because you've got a computer that's always recording the signal from every one of the cameras and storing it on a hard drive. So when you look at the power consumption 24-7 of these systems, it's around 150 watts. You know, that really adds up. That's 24-7. Other things that suck power in houses, and I mentioned I have a couple of fridges in the garage. Sometimes people have multiple fridges, old refrigerators. Those are always running, you know, not necessarily a standby issue, but you've got some of those appliances. Sub Zero, and some of those really big fancy refrigerators and houses that have lots of conveniences, they actually use more power than some of the cheaper, more mundane systems. People have multiple entertainment systems. I kind of talked about what my total entertainment system usage was, and that was about 57 watts, but that was for two systems and it didn't include a really big TV. Some people have two or three entertainment systems. Each of them is going to be using 20 or 30 watts even when they're off. I've seen houses where people have like a little media room and they have a digital projector. And the digital projector is just like always on and you wonder why that room is warm. That's because you've got this 50 or 100 watt projector that's just kind of always running. Um, I've, I've seen customers that have little wine fridges or in some cases wine cellar coolers and there's a little refrigeration unit there and that's using power. So all these things in big houses can easily add another 500 watts or so of always on standby power uses, you know, lots of vampires. And you kind of run the numbers on that. That's going to be about three or 400 kilowatt hours a month. And these people are always in the top rate right tier. So that's $122 a month or $1,500 a year. And so that's how some of those bills get really big. So you can see how this can happen. What do we do about it? So it's kind of easy to find these devices but they're like cockroaches they're really hard to kill and they're very well hidden and persistent so it's difficult to get rid of them. what i use is a kilowatt meter and this is a little electric meter it plugs into the wall it costs like 20 or 25 dollars you can buy them just about anywhere get them online just search for kilowatt and we lend them out to our customers sometimes we give them to the customers who are really kind of desperate and you can kind of look around and see where these power usage vampires are hiding and lurking the other way to do it is you can just look for heat. That's where the standby power goes. And I remember looking at my flat screen TV. This is an old plasma TV. And before I started really fixing these problems, I would say, you know, I walk by this flat screen TV when it's off and I feel heat coming off of the glass screen. So all the standby power goes into heat. And one way you can tell is you look at these little devices, the little wall warts, the little wall transformers. If they're just very slightly warm and they're small, they might be using one or two watts. If they're a little bit bigger and 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 significantly warm to the touch, kind of like the uh, the airport expresses or the computer chargers that we have, the laptop chargers, those things might be using 10 or 20 watts. And when you find something that's actually hot, that is a bigger and hotter device, that may be using 40 watts or more. What's interesting is sometimes people have all of their security systems, their networking systems, a lot of their electronic, their lighting controls, all in a closet somewhere in the middle of the house. And that security closet, that closet is really warm. It's sometimes even has a fan on it. So that fan is there, those vents are there, really to dissipate all of the heat from the control systems that are running 24-7, and that's how you kind of end up with these big expenses. So what do you do? How do we kind of resolve these problems? Well, naturally, you'd say, well, I'll just unplug things if I don't need them. But what ends up happening is it's just easier said than done. It's, it's very inconvenient because let's say you want to plug in your cell phone. You don't want to then first plug in, find your charger, plug your charger in, and then plug your cell phone into the charger. And then the experience that many of us have had is as you plug these things in and take them out and put them in and take them out, the plugs kind of wear out where the cords wear out. So my suggestion is, is really don't unplug and plug things in again that often and because you're going to either wear out the outlet or you're going to wear out the device. It's much easier to plug them all into a power strip. And that's what you know, people typically for their computer or their entertainment system, they're going to have a power strip there. And so what you do with the power strip is you just push the red button to turn everything off. And that's the most elegant way to do these things. However, human nature naturally That power strip is usually in a closet or sitting underneath your desk. And when you want to turn things off, you just want to kind of finish, close your computer, okay, you're done. You don't want to have to crawl underneath your desk and find that red button on the power strip. So human nature is we just leave those things on. And that becomes problematic. So the solution, and this is what you should do, and I have a lot of these around the house and around the office. They have these cool things called remote control power strips. And this is a big power strip. It typically has maybe six outlets that are remotely controlled. And I'll explain how that works in a minute. And then there's also two always-on outlets. So what I do for my computers or my entertainment system, I'll plug in, let's say, the receiver and the TV and the DVD player and the CD player into one of the remote-controlled outlets on the power strip, and I'll plug the cable modem, the cable box, into the always-on outlet. And this is, you'd also probably want to plug your DVR into the always-on outlet. And then they have these remote control power strips. Instead of finding the little red button and manually turning them on, they have a little, you know, it's the size of a key fob, remote control wireless switch. And it's got a tiny lithium battery. You know, they last for five or 10 years. And I just kind of keep that on the table near, (laughs) near my remote controls for the TV and everything. So I just push that button. And that automatically turns on all of the outlets on the power strip. Really convenient. I use that on the entertainment system. I use that on the computers. We use those in the office. I recommend to our customers to kind of put those things in because that's a way to wipe out, you know, maybe 50 or 60 or 70 watts for your computer system usage on standby basis or your entertainment system. You can kind of reduce that to zero. Or if you still want to leave your DVR or your cable modem on, you know, maybe you're going to go from 60 down to 20 watts. So that's very, very convenient. And these remote control power strips, you can get them at any hardware store. They're available online. They cost like $30. Now, the other thing you can do, which is just kind of look around for products that have low standby power usage. The dilemma is it's almost impossible to figure out what the standby power usage of of devices are. Most electronics right now and and appliances tell you how many kilowatt hours they're going to use for the year, but they don't tell you how much they basically are using when they're off. So it's, it's hard to figure that out. Now... Here's our government to the rescue. The DOE has some new regulations on this standby power usage. Now, you've heard about ENERGY STAR. ENERGY STAR basically is a little logo that manufacturers can put on their appliances that brag about how low the energy consumption is. There's new regulations for standby power usage, and the regulations, luckily, are starting at the federal government with federal agencies, not consumers yet. But federal agencies are supposed to purchase items with standby power usage of less than one watt. So, you know, that's great. Now, the reality is the federal agencies don't have DVRs and TVs and, you know, lots of those home appliances and video games and things like that. But it's a good start. And I think now that we're kind of sensitive to this, there's going to be more efforts towards that. But but there's a flip side of this. And this is just my observation. My observation of my house 20 years ago, my observation of my house now, and then going forward where it's going to be. There's this thing. There's a concept called the Internet of Things, and and people refer to it as IoT, which to me is just another... TLA or three-letter acronym, but Internet of Things. Everything is going to be connected. I mean, I've heard of crazy things. Your light bulbs are going to be connected. Your keys are connected. Your bottles of soda in your refrigerator are all going to tell you how much soda is left in there, things like that. So what happens is with this Internet of Things, it adds to our convenience, but all these things actually are going to start using power. For example, your soda Your bottle of scotch no longer had power consumption, but now it's going to actually have a a small amount of power consumption. It's kind of crazy. And just another example, like thermostats. The old thermostat was just this little dial thing, and it had a little mercury switch on it, and it used no power at all except for the power that was for the transformer. Then we have setback thermostats, and most of these setback thermostats had a battery. And pain in the neck, you had to change the battery every couple of years, but no big deal, right? Now we have these internet-connected thermostats. They're wireless thermostats. They're very cool. They help you to a certain degree reduce your energy consumption, your heating usage and your air conditioning usage but they're always connected and they're always using one or two watts to communicate to your wireless router and light switches so we've got internet connected light switches those things are always consuming a little bit of power and what also happens is that as these little devices are using power they're talking to your wireless router and they're, they're causing the wireless router to kind of shift into a mode where it too is using a little bit more power So what's ironic is that as we get more connected, we have more of this standby usage. Yes, our lifestyle improves. Yes, maybe our overall power consumption may be going down because we control things better. But our power usage is going up. So here's what I recommend. Here's what you should do. The degree of the problem you have with these vampire power consumption devices, it depends on your electric rate. California and Hawaii, we have high electric rates, something you got to worry about. You know, if you're in maybe the the southeast where you have 10 cent electricity, not as big a deal. So that's just something to keep in mind. What you can do is buy a meter, buy a kilowatt meter, 20 or $30, walk around, find these devices. If you don't have a kilowatt meter, just look around for things that are plugged in or warm and try and figure out how to turn those things off or put them on a power strip, buy a remote control power strip for your computer setup. If you have those in a home office or in a kid's room and buy one of these remote control power strips for your entertainment system. And that's really going to help. And in the future, as you're looking for new appliances, keep in mind, it would be ideal to buy things that have low standby power usage. Well, that's all the time we've got on this week's energy show. Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts.